0: Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death, and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. This is Julie speaking. I am your humble host, and I'm really thrilled that you could join us this evening. I was gone last week traveling, and so I had an interview with a gal named Nancy Danison. Hopefully you got a chance to listen to that show and enjoyed it. <clears throat> but back to normal now where um, we've got some callers on the line already, and I have several questions that have been submitted online. So we will get to those too. Just as a reminder, my intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. So let's go to our first question caller, and I believe it's Kathy. Hi, Kathy, are you with us?
2: I am. Hi, Julie.
1: Hi, girl. How are you?
2: Um, hanging in there. Big transition this last week.
1: Yeah, did you move? Last time I talked to you a couple weeks ago, you were moving.
2: Yes, moved last Thursday, so I guess it's been, what, a week?
1: Good. How'd um, it go?
2: Um, complete chaos.
1: <laughs> oh, geez. Well, it usually <laughs> yeah. is.
2: But the yeah. thing that The thing that that my question revolves around is um so Katie the cat and I are here and um, where did you move to? Well, it's the camper. So and and I have to say Katie's loving her freedom because there's a lot more. But you're still in Cincinnati. Um, actually, just north of Cincinnati, um, kind of between Cincinnati and Columbus ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So but um from the moment that I got here I had a sense that there was a mold problem here. But wasn't sure. So um as time has went on I've felt sicker and sicker, and Katie's yeah. breathing has been weird and her eyes are drain you know, kinda of goopy draining. So, um I'm I'm thinking this I <laughs> don't uh, oh, see what you see hear what you see or, but uh okay. I'm thinking yeah. there's an issue, yeah.
1: All right. Well, what I'm going to do is, I'll, excuse me, I'll get you on my radar. I just took a drink of water and I started talking before it was all the way down my throat. <laughs> excuse me. Nothing like having your host choke on a glass of water here. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you. And for those of you who are first time listeners, how I do that is I raise my vibrational level really high and I, um, to the level of spirit. Because when we're in a, a body, when our spirit or our soul, I use those terms interchangeably, when we're in our bodies, we vibrate at a slower rate simply because the body has mass. So I'm going to raise my vibrational level. It just takes a second. And I'm going to see a laser beam go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it will go to Kathy. What city are you in, Kathy, between Columbus and Cincinnati? Clarksville. Clarksville. Okay. I have no clue where that is. So I'm glad you told me it's between Cincinnati and Columbus. And so I will hook in with Kathy. I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up to the top of her head. And then I'm just going to see what the vision is that appears in my mind. My eyes are closed. It's like I'm looking at a big screen TV in my head. So Kathy, here we go. And uh, let's see what's going on. I'm going to scan you first, and then I'll scan where you're living. Okay, so laser beams head north, and I got you, Kathy. Yeah, you got mold. Yeah. Um, you got black mold where you live, which is bad oh, news. Geez. That's yeah, what I you was got, worried about. Yeah, you got black mold in there. Um, so is it out in the country Okay, because you've got a combination of and it, what I'm seeing is black mold spores in your system, and I'm also seeing green mold spores that are that I see out in nature. It's it's not mold that's been in a home for a long period of time. Yeah. Does that make sense? But the black mold is. Yeah. And. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think you, you need to find someplace else to live if you can. Can you, well, get something out? Cause it's going to make yeah. you really sick if you don't get out of there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My, well, which, so it sounds like, cause my sense was that cleaning, trying to clean it wasn't a good idea. No. And I'm not talking about me cleaning it. I'm talking about someone else.
1: No, are you renting it? Do you own it? What's the scoop on it?
2: Um, right now, I've I've got I paid like six months' rent. Okay, um, so don't own it. Um, yeah, don't own it.
1: Okay. Well, is there a place where you I, talk to your landlord and tell them that it has black mold and they need to fix it? If I would rather you go someplace else to live, because that well, is hard to. You know, it's hard to clear up. I don't know about it. You said a trailer or a camper or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how those work. I know uh, that it can make you really sick. Yeah. Black mold. And what happens, everybody, with the mold is that it releases what are called mycotoxins into the air, and we breathe them and and then they get into our system and they can cause all kinds of crazy symptoms and um people even the from the severe side to um gosh having trouble walking like ms kind of symptoms to upper respiratory problems brain fog um neuralgia i mean the symptoms Kathy you know the symptoms are just crazy yeah that come from that. I have a yeah. I had a mold issue in my house in a front closet in the foyer and it was between my office door which is right inside the foyer area uh and the front door, and every time I walked by that closet, my tongue went numb, and I thought, what the heck? And then I was smelling kind of a musty smell, and my husband couldn't smell it. He thought I was nuts, but I had a contractor come look into the wall and sure enough there had moist moisture had gotten in there between the brick and where the drywall was and there was mold growing in there so they had to tear it all out tear out the baseboards tear out the drywall tear out all of that stuff because it just is it bad news bad news so i know that's not what you want to hear but it sounds to me kind of like you knew you knew what the answer was before you called yeah,
2: well, I knew for sure it was mold, and I I, I didn't know if it was black mold, but um, but I knew for sure yeah. it was mold, yeah. and I and my symptoms are, and it's it's even setting off like food symptoms, you know. I mean, it's like a little cascade going on, and like right. little Katie, little Katie. I mean, I'm assuming she's showing this effects quite a bit too.
1: She's a mirror for you too. She's just yeah. you two are you two are joined at the hip, my goodness, yeah, yeah, and for those of you who are first time listeners, Kathy has called in a lot, and her cat Katie the cat is our she's our mascot for the show <laughs> <laughs> she's got famous, so yeah. I don't know what to tell no. you, girl, I think you need to stay someplace else, yeah. I think, um, you know, see if you can. Talk to it. do you know Do you know any attorneys? Can you talk to an attorney and see if you can get out of that lease?
2: Well, I'm not. It's not a lease. Hmm. Oh, it's just it was a friend of. A, I mean, it was a. I forget how we how we connect. Oh, yeah. Um, the 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 person I was living with in Cincinnati. It's um someone that she knew from her. She's a. She works for a dog rescue organization. I'm not think of what it was called. Okay, and she met this woman there, and this woman said, "Well, you know." I'm buying this from my brother because he needs to get out from under debt, and I've got the money, so it's going to be available. And then my friend Carolyn was like, "Oh, well, you know, my friend Kathy would love to rent that." And then we were off to the races from there. So,
1: so you gave her a deposit for six months without a lease, without signing a signing an, ag- an agreement or anything.
2: Yeah, but she, yeah, but she was for the first six months. She's I mean, it's like a hundred dollars a month. It's not a lot. Of money. Oh, okay. All right. Okay.
1: Well, I would still talk to her about it, see if she'll see. I I don't know what she can do to fix a trailer. I I just don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is I hope you find someplace else to live. Okay. Okay.
2: Well, well, that's what I'll do then.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Good luck. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh geez, poor Miss Kathy. Well, she'll find she'll find another place to live, and she'll be okay. Okay, I think our second caller is Musa. Hi, Musa, are you there? I am here, Julie. How are you doing? Hi, Musa. How are you
3: I'm doing fine, thank you.
1: Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from.
3: I'm calling from Hartford, Connecticut today.
1: Hartford, how are things up there? Is just the snow melted, or do you still have lots of it up there?
3: Well, it it it, it, it kind of it's it's much better now. It it melted a whole lot, but last week was terrible.
1: Oh my gosh, I saw that. Goodness, I was at a conference in Naples, Florida, which was really pretty chilly. We were supposed to have dinner outside one night, and they moved it in because it was too chilly to eat outdoors in the evening.
4: Yeah.
1: But a lot of the guys that were coming to the conference couldn't get there from New England and from the Northeast. They just canceled their flights, and they couldn't get them on another flight for several days. So yeah, there were a bunch sense. of people that couldn't come. Were you already there, or were you flying?
3: No, I was already here. I was supposed to get up and go to work, and uh, they they shut down the roads. It was illegal to drive your car.
1: Oh, my so gosh.
3: No one was allowed to go on the road. So it was a whole shutdown, complete shutdown.
1: Right, right. Well, and how long were you quarantined?
3: <laughs> well, we would just, just stay home and pedal for a day, and the next day things start clearing out, and good. everything went, out, went back to normal.
1: Good, good. Yeah. So you still have some snow left, but certainly oh, yeah. the roads oh, yeah. are fine.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, we still have snow on the ground, but uh, as far as the road, everything is cleared out. And it's it's much better thank God.
2: <laughs> oh
1: gosh. Well, did you have a question for me this evening?
3: Absolutely. Today, okay. uh, my question is, uh, it's about my surrounding. Yeah. I want you to scan me and kind of see if you can pick up anything on what is surrounding me all okay. the time.
1: Okay. That's what are you what feeling? I know.
3: I I have mixed feelings. I really don't know.
1: No, I mean, are you feeling like there are presences around you or, or what do you... Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like there are presences. Nothing like uh, scary or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I do feel their presence. And sometimes I feel it more than other times.
1: Okay. When you're at home, Musa. when you're at work, when you're in the grocery store, is there any time more than another all the time all the time okay all right okay well here goes my laser beam and it's heading to hook into you and hartford got you okay you got a bunch of people around you holy mackerel wow okay like a crowd like a gaggle of people (laughs) uh okay let me see they're dressed. It, where are you living? There, there. Some of them are dressed like a nineteen forties attire, and some of them are dressed. I would say the clothing goes from nineteen mid nineteen forties to mid nineteen sixties. I'm seeing people dressed kind of in the World War Two era, big band era, kind of, and then I'm seeing people dressed like the 1960s in mini skirts and miniskirts and go-go boots and stuff like that. So, where are you living? Uh, I live here in uh,
3: Hartford right now.
1: I know, but are you in a in a house or an apartment or
3: Oh yeah, I live in a house.
1: Okay. How old's the house?
3: I think it was built back in 1997, I think.
1: 1997, so it's pretty new. Yeah. yeah, and I've been to Hartford several times. One of my best friends and her family used to live there, and a lot of it's old, really old, like yeah. you know, Revolutionary War kind of old, um, very historic up there for the most part. But these are people that are – that it, it's just a group of people. My guess is it's probably the property that you're on, not necessarily the house And their energies are still there. I don't think that it has a lot to do with you necessarily. I don't think there are people that are surrounding you like spirit guides and that kind of thing. I think you're in kind of a, a, how do I want to put this? You're in a subsequent reality to this and you're just intuitive enough that you can pick it up. That's what's going on. Mm. Okay, but tell me what kind of industry you're in. It could be uh, people that are at your work
3: too. Yeah, uh, I work in uh, aviation, aerospace. Okay.
1: Okay, so this company for whom you work, do they have they been in business since World War II? And
3: Yep, they have.
1: Okay. All right, I, I'm get the fact that I got that idea, that thought came into my head, Musa tells me that there's a good chance that that's what's going on, that these are people that are um, that have worked in that industry, and they're surrounding you. Hmm. I, okay, when I asked, did you pick them up at work? I got a yes. <laughs> you picked them up at
2: work. At <laughs> <how> work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've seen that before, too, many times. Wow. That that a spirit or several spirits will be attracted to somebody at the workplace, and then they'll follow them around. They'll follow them home. They'll be
2: going to the grocery
1: store with them, going to the doctor with them, going whatever. So I believe this is what's happened with you and it's interesting to me too that i got very definitive timelines of when these people lived because i can tell by their dress what they're hmm. wearing and it's mostly men and a few women sprinkled in
3: yeah so, that's the kind of environment i work at
4: so yeah
1: and then but the men most for the most part have suits on a lot of them have white shirts on with ties um, yep. you know, and, and what would be dress pants, but they're dressed up. I even saw some pocket protectors, <laughs> okay. the guys that don't have jackets on. <laughs> Do you remember now, what pocket the, protectors this, look like? In this
3: crowd, are you picking up like any, I don't know, like family relatives with who are deceased by chance?
1: Of yours? Yes. No. No, you pick these people up at work. These are not people that knew you before you started working there. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, but my guess is they're surrounding you to advise you in your job, which is cool when you think about it. Yep. (laughs) So hopefully you won't need a pocket protector because the guys wearing the pocket protectors can just advise you (laughs) telepathically.
3: Okay. okay. Okay.
2: Well I All may right.
3: get I may just get my uh, pocket protected at some point so kind of <laughs> fit the profile, right?
2: <laughs> when I first met
1: my husband, he this was a long time ago, he had a glasses case that he'd he'd put his glasses in, you know, he was wearing glasses of what he would read. And he put it in his pocket of his dress shirt and I said, Well, so, is that a pocket protector? <laughs> he got very offended, and he said, no, it's my glasses case. I said, oh, okay, good. You need to put that in your pants pocket because it looks like a pocket protector. <laughs> uh. So, don't go there. All right. Thanks All for right. calling in, Muta. Take care. Stay warm up there. All ready. Okay. Bye now. Okay, let's do. I think Marina is with us next. Hi, Marina, are you with us? Hi, yes,
5: Julie. Hi. Hi
1: there. How are you?
5: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from.
5: I am calling from Vancouver, Washington.
1: Oh wow! How are things out there? They're good. They're dreary. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's are fine. Are you? Um, yeah. Good. Let me here. Let me mute. I think. There we go. Okay. I could hear some background noise there. Um, they're dreary. I know. But that's why it's so green up there, right? Because you guys don't get, you get a lot of rain. A
5: ton of rain. But yes, uh, that's why it is so green and gorgeous. So good. Got to take it. <laughs>
1: and lots of waterfalls too, I imagine, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Good. Well, good. Did you have a question for me? Yes. So the question
5: is actually mostly about my fiance. Regarding okay. my fiance.
1: Yeah.
5: Um he is currently uh, in the job search and right. um, and he has he's interviewing currently with two different companies. Okay. One of them is close to us and the other one is about a thousand miles away.
1: Oh my. All right.
5: Yes. And so we are just wondering, um, you know, is it in his best interest to stay put and stick with a job that's close to home or, um, you know, or should we be moving? Now, he doesn't have offers for either of them, but in a perfect world where he did have both offers, just kind of trying to decide Mm -hmm. um, what's best.
1: Well, it sounds like you've listened before and you've heard, is it in my best interest to, and for those of you that are listening for the first time, the way that that works is the, um, hang on one second here, okay, the way that that works is if you ask yourself a question in your head and you preface it with, is it in my best interest to, then that is divine guidance. That you're going to get it's going to come from God, the angels, the universe, your deceased loved ones, your spirit guides, the whole group. And mm-hmm. um, the reason why I like to ask it that way, Marina, is because we can't begin to fathom all the different scenarios that can happen in our human minds, there's just too many of them, right. and there's so many variables that will affect an outcome, including our own free will so that's the best way to ask it and the other thing is that spirits are really literal they're crazy literal so the more specific we can get on the question the better off we're going to be now what we're going to do is you and I will ask the question together I'll ask it out loud you ask it in your head and then we'll compare notes and it's the first answer that comes into your head As fast as you can snap your fingers. If you think about it for more than a second or so, that's going to be your brain answering you. Okay. Okay. So let's ask, and, and when you were saying, is it in his best interest to stay there? Let's talk, since you're engaged, let's talk about, is it in Marina and her fiance's best interest? Let's talk about you as a couple, Right. because it might be in his best interest to move, but not in your best interest see i see how when we get really specific that's where we want to go so is it in marina and her fiance's best interest to take a job where they currently live or to take a job in what what's a big city that's near you uh, portland okay so is it in marina and her fiance's best interest for her fiancé to take a job in the Portland area? What's the first thing that comes in your head?
5: Mine was staying, staying here and taking the one Yours So yours
1: was a yes? Yes. Mine was a no. Really? Interesting. Okay. So is it in Marina and her fiancé's best interest to take a job somewhere else in the country other than the Portland area. I'm getting a yes before the question's even out. And that was kind of a convoluted question. Let's see if we can refine it down. Is it in Marina and her fiance's best interest for him to take a job in another part of the United States? What do you get first thing?
2: A yes. I got a yes too. Okay. Okay
1: so will will marina's fiance be offered more than one job what in the next couple of, in the next 2 months i get a yes on that okay will marina and her fiance decide for him to accept a job outside of the portland area I got a no on that, Marina. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So is it in? So let's, again, let's refine the question down because we can ask it a bunch of different ways. And that's going to, and then what we do is we compare notes. That's what makes it so interesting. So is it in Marina's fiance's best interest? Well, that's not what we want. Is it in Marina and her fiance's best interest? for him to accept a job in the Portland area in the short run, what do you get on that? No. I got a yes on that. You don't match up, very <laughs> Well, what I'm getting from that, and and again, you got to be kind of like a secret agent with some of these answers to figure them out, but what I'm getting is it may be in your best interest as a couple if he's offered a job in the Portland area to work that job now and then it's mm-hmm. going to lead to something bigger and better outside of the Portland area eventually and when it does it's going to be perhaps a better time for the two of you to move because I assume you have a job yes I do. okay so can I'm- you leave your job and get another job easily do you think uh, I
5: am a teacher, and okay. so I have to be here until the end of the school year. So the the move to the the new place would have actually been pretty stressful and kept us apart for a few months. So
1: okay, well, yeah. see, that's why when we ask, "Is it in my best interest to?" or "Is it in our best interest to?" Um, it encompasses all these different variables. Hmm that we that when we think of something initially in our heads we're thinking of it in in a way usually in a certain way and we're thinking here's how we're going to get to whatever that outcome is that we're envisioning but there are about a bazillion ways to get to an outcome that you want so here's my suggestion Marina for you and for your fiance is be focused on what you want But be open to how it appears and where it appears and what the timeline is. And if you can let God, the universe, your deceased loved ones, unfold this adventure for you, it's going to be much more elegant and fabulous than you trying to control everything. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because Mm -hmm. I know you've had times in your life where you've wanted something, and you got what you wanted, but it didn't happen in the way that you thought it was going to happen. We've all had that, Mm -hmm. usually many times. And normally, when we get to the point where we get what we want, and we look back on how we got there, we think, well, gosh, I didn't envision it that way, but it worked out well. (laughs) Yes. A lot of times you would change it. Does that make sense?
5: No, it totally does. Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Great. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well good luck.
5: Thank you so much. Thank call you for taking my it. call I and know helping. What
1: happened.
5: Yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Enjoy your <laughs> evening.
5: Yeah, thank okay. you. You too. Take care. Bye
1: bye. Okay.
6: There we go.
1: All right, everybody. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. How it works is you can go to my website, which is AskJulieRyan.com, and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see all this call-in information. And you can also, when you download the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or any one of those outlets, iHeartRadio. In the description of the show, it has all the call-in information, so you can get it there, too. When you're on my website please sign up for the newsletter and I send out a blog every Thursday morning and it has all this column information on it as well. And it's normally a, um, it's not normally, it's always a question that somebody has submitted online and then I answer it and that makes it kind of fun. And then when you're on my website, be sure to schedule a, a private consult too. And there's a button there that you can push. It says I think it says something like schedule your appointment and then we'll have a whole hour. To talk about whatever you want, and then um, that makes it lots of fun and and very informative as well. Speaking of online submissions, here's a question that somebody submitted, and it it interestingly enough, we talked to Musa from Hartford. Well, this is a woman named Sarah from Milford, Connecticut. I don't know where that is, but obviously in Connecticut. And she said, Hi, Julie, I love your podcast. My mother was taken from her mother when she was just five years old in 1947, and we can't find any information about her anywhere. No one would talk about it with my mother. We only know her name was Vivian, Vivian I think, Hudson, V-I-V-I-A-N-N-E. So I pronounce that Viviane Hudson. Can you help us? My grandmother was very young when my mother was taken from her And she may have been a bad drinker. My grandfather had to come back from World War II to get to my mom. I just want to find this woman. Information about my grandmother is so important to both my mom and me. I hope you can help and hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. And here's my response. Hi, Sarah. The story about your grandmother sounds like a book I'm reading. It's called The House on Trad Street by Karen White, and is about a family researching what happened to a Charleston, South Carolina woman who deserted her husband and small child without leaving a trace. How interesting to get your question about the same topic. I went on to say, Your grandmother Vivian's spirit appeared in my office standing in front of my desk with a noose around her neck. The noose typically used to hang people was made out of rope and had a loop with a running knot intended to tighten as the rope was pulled. It's that kind of noose that people use to hang themselves. It was made by a professional and didn't resemble a makeshift noose used by someone to commit suicide. You know how in movies and uh, pictures and stuff, you can see a professionally made noose versus a noose that somebody's jerry-rigged out of. Some kind of cord or, or rope or something that was a home news, homemade news. And this was definitely a professionally made news. Okay, I went on to say, Vivian told me she was, in fact, a serious alcoholic. Although she dearly loved your mother and your grandfather for that matter, while inebriated, which was most of the time, she neglected your mom to the point of putting her in danger. Now, remember, the mom was five when the mother disappeared. I went on to say, Your grandmother told me she was hanged by a group of vigilante type men who bound her hands and feet, blindfolded her, and hung her from a tree deep in some woods. They then burned her body and buried her bones. There were eight of them and several carried torches. It reminded me of a lynching scene from the movies. I don't believe your grandfather was involved. Now, here's an intriguing note. Although the men who killed your grandmother weren't wearing the traditional white hoods and robes of the Ku Klux Klan, I got, that means the information I received, I got, they were familiar with Klan philosophies and tactics. While researching KKK atrocities to see if there was a correlation between their techniques and your grandmother's death... I learned that KKK was originally formed to protect women and children before it became a hate group. I never knew that, and I live in the Deep South where the KKK was very busy, and I never knew that before. So I learned something on that one. I went on to say, I also learned it was common to burn the victim's dead body in KKK lynchings, perhaps to destroy evidence. And again, this is what I, the scene I was seeing from Vivian, and I didn't know that tidbit either. The good news is Vivian's spirit is always around you and your mother watching over and protecting you and your families. If you wish, I'll be delighted to assist you and your mom in communicating with your grandmother to get more detailed information. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com and schedule an appointment. We'll have an hour to get all of your questions answered. So that was really wild when I got that scene in my head because, like I said in my response to Sarah Although they didn't have the white hoods and robes that you normally see, that we normally have seen with KKK scenes, I kept thinking, boy, this feels like the KKK. And the cars in the scene were cars and trucks that were from the 40s, and, uh, and as I mentioned, several of the men were carrying torches. It, it was wild. So I hope that gives Sarah some, some peace, and that may explain why they haven't been able to find any information on her grandmother. So Sarah, I hope that's, uh, that's better for you. Okay, let me go to our next caller, and I believe it's Darren. Hi, Darren, are you with us?
7: Hey, Julia. How are you? Hi,
1: Darren. How are you?
7: Oh, well, I'm not working with the robots anymore. <laughs> I actually got oh, promoted. Okay.
1: Oh, terrific. Yeah, I'm terrific. a hand
7: sprayer. So still work for the Japanese company, though. But, and I'm on days, so I'm actually home
1: today. Terrific. So. Please tell everybody where home
7: is. Where are you calling from? Well, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, home. Uh, home is in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, where the famous Larry Bird played for Indiana State University. I'm a Hoosier. <laughs>
1: Okay, so. you're a Hoosier, and I'm a Buckeye, you know.
7: Yeah, well, I, I I like the Buckeyes, but yeah, I remember Ohio. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Well, good. Well, delighted to hear from you. Do you have a Thank question you. for me this evening?
7: Uh just a uh, an overview. I, I know I uh, you done a reading um for me a private one, which um I, it was great. Um, but it was my earpiece wasn't working at the time. And it was about my dad. Um, it's been a over 10 years uh, okay. since he passed away. And um, uh, I, I know we talked briefly on it, but I was just wondering, um, does he have any advice for me? And then the, then the bigger one was, um, did he go or was it because uh, he was sheriff and he was in politics? And I just was uh, wondering if he was murdered or not because there was rumor that he was. But, wow.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. That's that's a big old question. Do you have yeah. a TV on in the background, or do I know I'm like... actually in my room and I'm um, just are you no on a speakerphone? I'm getting some feedback.
7: Uh, no, I'm on a Bluetooth. But
1: um... okay. All right. Okay. Well, that's all right. Let me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you, and then I'm going to, um, I'm going to put you on mute while I connect to you, and I'll talk, and then I'll get you off mute when I come back to you, because we're getting a lot of feedback. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to put you on mute, and then I'll be right back. Hang on. Okay. All right. So here we go. I'm going to connect to Darren in Terre Haute, Indiana. And, okay, got him. All right. Okay, Darren, your dad is standing to your right, and let's ask him, did you die of natural causes? No. Were you murdered? Yes. Wow. Okay. i got to get you off mute for this one.
7: Okay. Wow. I see he was a, di- he was a diabetic, okay. and there was needles all around him. He was going to bring up murders that uh, was happened in the 90s, and he, this was in 2006, And, um, I remember after he lost the election, he said, your dad messed up, your dad messed up. And I never knew what he meant. And then, um, he went to the doctor, he was fine, and then he talked, We was going to move to Florida, and I remember I couldn't, I was remember December 1st, I was at a Christmas party, I got the phone call, and then they wouldn't let me in the house or anything, but obviously it's, you know, a scene, but, um, uh... Stuff was the door back door was busted and there was uh, insulin needles all around and he died of hypertension cardiomyopathy, which usually happens in younger people where their heart pumps erratic. I just feel like maybe he went before his time. He was well, hit before.
1: and if he was murdered, somebody could inject him with a lot of extra insulin, which would cause a heart attack. Exactly. Cardiac yeah.
7: arrest because the insulin yeah. him being diabetic which was type two. He was a heavy set man, he was six four. He was sheriff for eight years. I mean he, he was he raced NASCAR back before I was born in um nineteen seventy eight. He played semi pro football. I mean he lived a a great life but I, I miss him a lot.
1: But. Yeah, I bet. Well, you know, you can talk to him, ask him a question in your head and then it's the first thing that uh comes into your head within a second as mm-hmm. fast as you can snap your fingers and you can communicate with him. I think um, what we should do probably, Darren, is we can get those details if you want on a private session. Oh, I understand. But I didn't want to go that. I don't have enough detail. time. There was evening, like I gotta... two
7: quick questions, if, if I may, yeah. just really quick. Sure. Um, sure. I'm dealing again with a failed car business because I guess when he passed away, I felt lost. I started a, a bad car business um a bad investment let me I took I got I ran a car business that it wasn't I trust a lot of people that let me down but I just wanted to ask him two questions Uh, okay is this when is the struggle of me paying a high volume restitution like I I just I feel in my heart it's like like today at work this is real quick they're they're cutting back a little over time, which I'm working too much anyways. I know the body is tired. You know, I'm tired. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm also enrolled in college and I'm trying to do good. I'm trying to do uh, and you know, the universe gives you lemon to make lemonade, but it's like a premonition. You know, when someone is going to die, they kind of see or premonition of something happening. I feel something big humongous is going to happen in my life for a huge financial blessing. Um, So I'm just wondering, and then I also got that my father, my biological father, Ray Marshall, this might give you cold chills, I don't know, I've been, it's been about five months that I've been, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but in March, he might pass away, but I don't know, I know he has some money to give me a restitution or or one day, but I'm just wondering, what do you see?
1: So... excuse me is your question is ray marshall dying is your
7: well your my my question is actually to gary cooper when is the struggle what am i seeing that I, I see something really like i'm really confident and i believe in my heart that i'm gonna get out of this jam i'm in and the jam is you know i'm paying off a failed car business um that i spoke to you before about but I'm just want to ask my father because he was my best friend.
1: Okay. So the question is, how long will it be before you're back on your feet financially?
7: Well, where I don't, let's say, owe anybody. How's that sound?
1: Okay. So what's your dad's name? My dad,
7: uh, Gary Cooper, the, the one that passed away.
1: Gary Cooper, like a movie star.
7: Yeah, they always kind
1: of go like that, yeah. Okay. You just tell me as soon as you want to. Mm. So, what that tells me is you're in this bind because you're learning life lessons and you'll figure out how to get out of it and you haven't, you're not there yet. So, keep taking step one foot in front of the other. Darren, until you, you'll you figure it out. You're going to get a thought. Act on the thought. It's going to, something else is going to present itself. Act on that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be stepping stones to help you get out of that. You, It's not going to be, it's going to be as soon as you want it to be, but right now, you're still in the very much learning mode. Does that make yeah. sense?
7: Right, okay. well, yeah. I've just been right. praying a lot
1: lately. But, oh, Okay. But. Well, good I'll
7: luck with all of that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, and uh, okay, hope to you, you back. leave you some feedback too. So you were right about the job promotion, and I love your show, and I thank you for that. And uh, I'll try and schedule a, a session to where we can okay. figure out,
1: you know, what happened to him. So. Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks so much for calling in, and I hope you have a terrific evening.
7: Thank you as well. Okay.
1: Thank Take you care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, let's see. I think our next caller is. Hi, somebody from 925 area code. This is Julie. Who's this? Hi, this is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How are you?
8: I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Where are you calling us yeah. from? I'm actually calling from uh, uh, Northern California, Santa Rosa,
1: California. Okay, beautiful. How yeah. are things in Santa Rosa? That's wine country.
8: It is rain country. It's the best.
1: It's so nice. I, we bet had it, a lot of rain. I bet it's green right now after all that rain you <laughs> yeah. guys have gotten. Yeah, terrific. We got well, so well much good. Did you, did you have a question for me? Yeah, I have um,
8: uh, a couple, but I can uh, just uh, mostly with me. Um, I've been. I've just had a lot of like sicknesses come up. A lot of them probably okay. due to my kids, but um, I just. <laughs> Like, I just recently got a stomach flu, and I just have the stomach flu, and I'm just trying to figure out if there's something else that's causing all of these sicknesses. Oh. How old are your kids? I have a two-year-old daughter and a six-year-old boy.
1: Okay. So they're, like, in the little Petri dish stage?
8: (laughs) Yes. Definitely. And most most of them... (laughs)
1: Has been that. <laughs> I think they kind of go slime each other with their friends and then they bring Beautiful. they bring home all those fun bugs and yeah, before, but Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to connect to you, Stacy, and get you on my radar. Okay. I got you. Yeah. You still got some viral infection stuff going on. Uh, let me get that out of your system. I'm going to push it out. What viral infections look like to me are kind of a brown liquidy energy. And Mm -hmm. it would remind me of kind of a thin beef broth, if you would, Mm -hmm. if you will, uh, versus a bacterial infection appears to me with this hot pink energy. It's hilarious. Almost fuchsia. But yours is viral. So that would make sense. Um, Yeah. Do you know about the vitamin C and zinc?
8: Um, I I mean, I I know about those too, but... Um, Okay. I don't don't take zinc.
1: Vitamin C. You want to go get some ester C. Ester like the woman's name. E S T H E R C, and get it in the thousand milligram capsules. Okay. Can't find that. Get it in the five hundred milligram, and you can take two of them at a time. And I want you to take a thousand milligrams of C and fifty milligrams of zinc three times a day until you're well. And then after that, take a thousand of C and 50 of zinc every morning with a regular multivitamin. What that's going to do is that's going to boost your immune system and it works amazingly well. I, um, I've used it. There's all kinds of studies that have been been done on it. <clears throat> and I had LASIK surgery. Here's a case in point. I had LASIK surgery on my eyes oh, 17, 18 years, something like that ago to correct. I was nearsighted and I wanted my vision corrected for seeing far away. Worked great. Fixed my eyes in 10 seconds. Five years later, my right eye needed to be redone. So I went back to the ophthalmologist. He did that before he took me into surgery. He said, Do you take vitamin C? And I said, Yeah, I take a lot of it every day. And he said, <laughs> don't take it for six months. And I said, why? And he said, because the body heals so much quicker, better, faster when you take vitamin C. And when we do the LASIK surgery, we want to form a scar on your eyeball because <laughs> it refracts the light differently. So we want the scar to form. We don't want your eyeball to heal well. So don't take vitamin C. And I thought, oh, good heavens. You know, that's a great testimony yeah, about definitely. vitamin C. But but Stacy, get the ester C because it's buffered and it's going to be easier on your stomach. Okay. Okay. And then I would look for um, chewable vitamin C and zinc. Sometimes you can get them combined, and then give those to your kids. Yeah, they need. And it'll it. help help keep them help keep them healthy. Okay. okay?
0: But Sounds it's, it's gonna...
1: viral. I pushed it out of your system energetically. Go get the C and zinc. You, you'll be just fine. Perfect.
8: And okay. then question is actually about um, my cat.
0: She, okay.
8: She was diagnosed um, with a, a tumor in her tongue about uh, in July. Oh, and it seems like it, it like it'll swell up and then it goes away. But and ever since I she was diagnosed she's been like peeing all over the place. Oh, um no. I've like tried everything to fix the litter box and I just wanted to see what's really going on with her, if it you know, it is in fact a tumor. It seems kind of weird that it kinda of swells up and goes away, but I don't know anything about that. And if I should do anything, I we kind of d- determined that since she was a little on the older side that we wouldn't remove the tumor, that it wouldn't it would kind of be pointless to do that. Um,
1: when I, I get her on my radar, Stacy, because what I did was I connected to her through you. Her little mm-hmm. spirit's out of her body, which tells me she's dying. Yeah, and I think that's why you're having the the, you know, urinary um, problems with her. I think okay. it's hard for she can't control it. She's dying, and yeah. if you go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, dot com, and you go to the last tab in the menu, it's the twelve phases of transition. And you'll see, and it's on humans, it's not on animals, but I see the same thing on animals. When our spirits exit our bodies, same with animals, they hang on to the top of the head as the animal or the person is dying. And it looks like a bubble that you see in a cartoon where the words are in the cartoon caption. Yeah. So um, she's dying, which means her energy is not in her body. So I can't scan her medically. Okay. Because it's like the energy source isn't in the body itself. Right. And it kind um, of doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like so she's... So I think she's doing the best she can. She's just dying and she can't help it. Okay. I that that's kind of what I wanted to hear. So that's... Okay. Uh, All that's right. Perfect. Okay. And um, hopefully that'll help you make some decisions of how to care for her. Yeah, exactly. That does. Okay. Sure. All right. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks so much for calling in. I really appreciate it and I hope you feel better and good luck with your kitty cat. Thank you. Okay, take care. Right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. We got about 7 minutes left, so let me go and see if I can get another couple of callers quickly in. Hi, this is Julie, 812 area code. Who's this? Hello. 812 Hello. area code. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Julie. This is it?
4: This is Tony.
1: Hi, Tony. How are you this evening?
4: No, I'm good.
1: Terrific. Where are you calling from?
4: I'm actually calling from Terre Haute, Indiana, too.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, how about that? Well, that's kind of wild. Do you have a quick question for me? We've only got about five minutes left, and I I'm yeah, going to try and get a- one more caller in. What's your quick yeah, question? You a
4: quick one. My yeah. aunt's stepfather died um, a couple years ago. And I guess I just really wanted to know, um, I mean, he'd been in our life for about 10 years. Kind of a Uh hard man to kind of get to know and get a good read on him. And I I guess I just really want to know, and I don't know if you can tell me this or not, what he really thought of me and my kids, if he really accepted us, and, and, uh, you know, so.
1: What was his name, Tony?
4: Joe Reed. Okay.
1: All right. I'm going to connect to you. Laser beam okay. heading up to Indiana. Got you. Okay, got him. All right. So let's ask him some specific questions. Okay. Um, what did you think of Tony and her kids? Uh, okay, now, before I tell you, I don't edit anything that I get. I just i okay. believe I'm the messenger. And he told me your children were bratty.
8: <laughs> that was the first thing out
1: of his mouth. So uh, that's probably not what you want to hear, but... That's what I got. Um, Does that make sense? Does that resonate?
2: A little bit, maybe. Okay. All right.
1: And he told me he thought of you as a lost soul, somewhat of a lost soul. Again, I don't edit what I get. (laughs) I'm just getting it. So does that resonate at all? Did he think of you as a lost soul? Okay. He might have.
4: Yeah. That's what might say.
1: But those were, those were his comments of when he was alive. And, and when we go into spirit form, when we go into non-physical, we're pure love and light. So I asked him specifically, what did you think of them when you were alive? And that's what he's telling me. So my guess is he was kind of cranky when he was alive. and <laughs> He was giving me those kinds of answers. Does that make sense? He's a little cranky. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you think of them now? that you're in spirit form. He's telling me he's around you all the time. He protects you. He thinks you're a fabulous mother. He thinks your children need some more discipline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that make sense? Yeah, that uh, sense? Okay. And does one of them, has one of them skinned their knee or fallen down and had band-aids on their knee? recently
4: no not band-aids
1: okay well like skin their knees fallen and if they haven't they one of them hurt his foot okay this is he's showing me that it's the leg and it's in the knee area okay okay so something may happen along those lines So keep the band-aids handy okay (laughs) okay all right. All right. Well thanks for calling in. I'm gonna try and get one more caller in here before no, we you. end. We got a couple minutes. Thanks so much. Tony, All appreciate right. you calling in. Take care.
4: No,
1: bye bye. Okay. Last caller. Hi, I think this is Patty. Patty, are you with us? Hello, hello. Patty, three four seven area code. Hi, if you've got your phone on mute, unmute it. Uh can you hear me? There you are. Hi. Okay. Hi. How are you?
4: Um am oh I um. How are you doing? Um. Okay. Where are you calling um, from? Queens, New York.
1: Queens. You got. We got about two minutes. You got a quick question. Okay. Yeah.
4: Um. Back in January, I took a blood test. I found I'm. Uh, I have. i um, copper toxic. Uh. I'm okay. at forty percent. I'm supposed to be between 5 and 15. The month later, I tried to do a vegan diet. The next day, I was so jittery. I had to stop. I knew that I had too much copper. I'm trying to lower my copper level. Did I lower my copper level this past month? Because in June, I want to do my vegan diet again, so I want to give myself three months to try to lower my copper level before I do my vegan diet again.
1: Okay, Right now, you still have too much copper in your system. Let's uh-huh. see. Did you lower it from last month? I get a yes. Mm-hmm. What's the best way for her to lower her? Co- Where you, why do you have so much copper in your system? Are you getting it from drinking water or something? No, it's just
4: that um, I called you up in January. I asked you about right. the disease, Wilson's disease, and you said that right. I don't have it. Right. But that's... But that means the people who have Wilson's disease can't use copper properly, so they store copper. I'm trying to get the copper out of my body. Mm.
1: Okay. I get that it is less than it was, but you still mm. have too much. Right. Well,
4: how, okay. how much percentage do I have? It was 40 last time.
1: I get that you have less than 40 this time.
4: Right, so about in I get, the 30s. I get
1: 37. Oh okay. That's what I'm getting so, at this moment in time.
4: What can I do to make it go away? Or lower it. Uh I'm going to
1: have to I'm going to have to ask you to either call back in next week or call on a private session cuz I am out of time unfortunately. Uh, so um can you call in next week and we can discuss it? I'll take you first if you okay. if you want to call back in, or you yeah. can schedule an individual session, and we can yeah. go over it then, too. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm trying very hard. I see
4: online, but that's good. Do you know 3% compared to 40%? Yeah.
1: I got 37 okay. for today. Awesome. So. All right. Okay. Thanks so for calling good. in, Patty. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Okay. Well, 17 seconds left to go, everybody. Thanks for all of our callers who called in this evening. This has been a really fun show. And uh, thanks to all of you, especially for listening. Send me your questions online. Schedule your individual consults and, uh, and sign up for my newsletter. Follow me on Instagram at Ryan and on Facebook at Ryan. And I hope you have a fabulous weekend and an even better early part of next week. Till next Thursday. Bye, everybody.